0: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to be with you, Mr. Maya, on this one. Like, I feel like yeah, there's no, like, oh, people are here. Someone's at oh. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Welcome, everyone, to ALCS Unmasked, the podcast where we talk about the current events of ALCS. I'm here with my co-host, Alexis Hochan, a ninth grader.
1: What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode, and this time we have a special guest.
0: A special, special guest. We have Mr. White here. Hey! Hello, Mr. White. Hello! Hi, everybody. What's going on? I mean, we're recording a podcast with you right now, so it's going pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. All right, so... Unlike last time, we don't, we don't have like a super specific question or like thing we're talking to you about, okay. but we're just going to ask you about your life and what it's like to be Mr. White. Whew.
2: It's going to um, be intense. Yes. Okay.
0: All right. So let's start.
2: Where should we start?
1: How about first you tell us like a little bit about yourself. Like how yeah, many that's years probably you've a good idea. At, like what classes you teach.
2: Sure. Okay. So um, I teach the classes you hate <laughs> based on your podcast. Uh, so the math and the science are my primary things. Sorry. But thanks for having me here anyway. <laughs> and uh, I also teach 11th grade Bible. And I teach... Uh, computer classes at ALCS for the high school. So we have four classes for computers and I teach them in a two-year rotation. I've been at ALCS since 2003, wow. if you believe that or not. So, yeah, when were you born?
0: Uh, 2007. Yeah, so. so I've been
2: there longer than you've been alive. Yeah. which happens more and more. Um, yeah. Um, help me out. What do you, what do you want next?
0: your favorite student <laughs> 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 it <should be>
2: interesting. <laughs> my favorite student yeah. oh that's that's a great question so people that have had me in bible class or other classes will know how i will answer this so oh man he's incredible. actually gonna answer the question yeah i <laughs> am but it's probably not what you're looking for um i really enjoy being with students so right now my favorite students are the ones that i'm currently with
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Wow.
2: That's a good answer. Yeah.
1: That's profound.
2: A, so,
0: very.
1: I thought you were going to go with like the classic E.T. Oh.
2: Uh, oh. No, I just, I really enjoy being with people. So yeah. it's like if I'm with young people, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's why I'm part of why I love what I do.
0: That's a good trait for a teacher to have. <laughs> one does hope. I think one thing that many people have thought before is... Obviously, you are a very, very intelligent person,
2: and you... I'm glad you think that's obvious. Yeah. I don't know if it is all the time.
0: Well, you teach all these math and science things, and you obviously are very good at them, Mm -hmm. and very intelligent. Why Why did you choose to come and teach at a Christian school where it feels, at least to me, and I think of many other people, like... You could have been off at some university like teaching college students and being like, like the world famous scientists like yeah, sure, doing amazing, I mean, yeah. you know. Sure, okay. How did you end up at LCS?
2: Oh, wow. I mean, there are many, many different ways to answer that question. I'll start with a short one and if you want to know more, you can ask me more. So one of the things that I absolutely love about my job is the diversity that's there and... Another aspect that I really appreciate is the autonomy that I have. If you just think about what I get to do for my day, um, I will get together with faculty in the morning and we'll pray together. My faith is really important to me. I get paid to pray with people. It's like part of my job description. That's, that's amazing. Okay, so I get to pray with people. That's, that's part of the job. And then then I go and I teach physics and chemistry. And then I can go to a computer lab and teach computer animation. And then I can teach geometry and hands-on stuff. And then I can go over to a chapel and play music with other young people and help that. And then like, work one-on-one with some other students. Like, Where am I going to get a job where I can do math, explore my own science projects, teach labs? I think that this job found me. And I didn't know that any job existed where I could be almost all of who I am as a full individual and have that be welcomed. And it's amazing. And I love that. So
0: you feel like in other careers, you would be too like focused in on doing just one thing?
2: Yes. The more experienced and more educated you get, the more focused you're expected to be. So um, if you get a degree in chemistry, you're supposed to be a chemist. And then if you get a master's degree in chemist, you're like, well, you're really supposed to. And if you get a PhD, you're like the world's expert in one tiny little sliver of things. And I'm just like, I love it all. But that's not okay if you're working in a pharmaceutical company. You can't love it all. you got to love that one thing. And so most jobs are really specialized. And especially if you're going to be teaching at even a larger school, you know, if you're at Madison Public Schools, you're te- you're the algebra teacher. You get to teach algebra six times a day, which is great if you love that, but I like the diversity a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so. it's like the job chose you, you know?
2: It really did. It really did. Yeah. So I like to tell people that there are the kinds of things that you think you might be good at in the future, okay? And those that you're like, oh, maybe I'll be this when I'm growing up, or maybe I'll be that. So you have this list of things that you've thought that you'd like. And then there's usually a few things that you're like, probably not gonna be a garbage collector. (laughs) I don't think that's my calling in life. So there's all the jobs that you've considered and you're like, no, we're gonna X those out. And then there's all the jobs that you didn't think about, you just didn't consider. High school teacher was not on my radar. (laughs) It wasn't something I was thinking I would be doing It wasn't something I had crossed off of my list. It was not on any of my lists. And I was with some friends and they said, hey, have you ever thought about being a high school teacher? It's like, nope. (laughs) Well, I think you'd be a good one. There's a job opening up. And so the rest is history. So literally, literally the job found me. Wow. (laughs) Leading
1: leading off of that, so like because you mentioned earlier that like when you get like a chemistry degree you're a chemist so what exactly did you study in college
2: so i went to four years of college at a liberal arts college in michigan that nobody knows because it was smaller than my high school but it was a fabulous experience it was to alma college and it's north of lansing great school really great um It was associated with the Presbyterian Church, so that tied in with my faith. I got a four-year degree, and I got a bachelor's in science in chemistry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I was just like, I like chemistry. I think I'd like to be a chemist. Let's be a chemist. Let's go there. And then after I got my four-year degree in chemistry, which lets you wash dishes, I was like, "Mm, I really don't want to wash dishes in a chem lab, so I wanted more. So I came to Madison to go to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I was in the PhD program, but the more I found out about that whole specialization thing and how that's not really me, the less and less that PhD degree seemed to fit me. So I ended up with a master's degree in chemistry, in inorganic chemistry from the UW-Madison. Wow. Wow.
0: And then you heard about LCS and you came here.
2: That's right.
0: All right, so so speaking of school we want to talk about your early years um see what how mr white as we know him today was formed yeah Um, yes what what was school like for you um what was your general takeaway after finishing
2: school like
0: positive negative like
2: So, it's funny. My parents will say that the light bulb came on for me in, like, seventh grade. Like, before seventh grade, I was really clueless. (laughs) I was just like, I was, I'm a space cadet. Absolute (laughs) space cadet. My parents would have to set the timer because I would start washing dishes. And I would just be gone in some imaginary playscape. Uh And then they'd be like, are you done with the dishes? I'm like... What dishes? Oh, these dishes! What? No, I'm not done with. Why am I supposed to be doing the dishes? Oh, oh, I'm supposed to be doing the dishes. You know, I just like whew, out there. Um, and so school was, yeah, just. I loved math, but I was just a space cadet. So, um, by the time I was in middle school, the light kind of came on, like. I have to work at this, <laughs> huh? This is a new thing. And then, um, then but, but it, that also came along with the fact that other people's bodies turned on and like grew up and mine didn't. So my yeah. brain kicked in before my body kicked in and that is not usually favorable in social interactions. <laughs> so middle school was really hard. I did not enjoy middle school. At all, at all. By the time I got to high school, I graduated with 500 students. That's wow. my class was 500. So, when you're in a high school that's that big, you get to have kind of like you guys have AP classes, and you can take classes with other people whose brains have turned on, and then you don't have to take classes with the people who don't want that kind of thing. So in high school, I didn't have to be with the people that were picking on me, so life was better.
0: Yeah.
2: If that makes sense. So you were, like you
0: mentioned, you were picked on in middle school?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, would you was like so me so to good. describe an experience?
0: I mean, yes. if you're
2: comfortable with it. Yeah. Oh, these are awful memories. <laughs> the these are just terrible. So, oh, okay. So, so I, I mean, right now you, you know me as the bald Mr. White, but <laughs> back in the olden days, I actually had hair. And on the back of my head, I have a cowlick, which means that your hair doesn't lie down flat, kind of sticks up. Mm -hmm. And so when you are in middle school and you have hair that sticks up in the back of your head, that's called a target. (laughs) (laughs) And so I remember one event where we were supposed to be in art class Mm -hmm. and we had to go out into the hallway to draw perspective drawing of the hallway. It's a classic art project, right? You get this long view. What that means, though, is that the teacher can't supervise everybody all the time, Yeah. which is terrifying if you're somebody that gets picked on. Mm-hmm. And that was the case for me. So the people that didn't want to do any drawing but just wanted to pick on people sat behind me and pulled my hair. Aww. And that's just like, oh. Yeah, not, yeah. not good, not good such a sad image it is it was very sad and it took me a long time to forgive those people yeah (laughs) because that was pretty painful Uh like emotionally as well as physically you know and you'd get up and they would just follow you know so it's just like the feeling of being
0: trapped and there's that
2: trapped and helpless (laughs) and unprotected and vulnerable Yeah. yeah
0: so there's this concept I've been sort of thinking about a little bit lately of like how someone is a nerd You know, like it's kind of like a moving scale. Oh, and I usually like to think of scales in like seven points. So like seven being like the biggest nerd in the world, one being like not a nerd. Okay. During school, how would you rate yourself?
2: Oh, I was pretty up there. (laughs) Yeah. Now I definitely knew people that were nerdy than I was, Um, but they were my friends. So (laughs) I don't know. That puts me at like maybe a six um, if seven is the most nerdy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was I. So I would spend hours after school, on purpose, voluntarily, just doing science stuff.
0: Wow. What, what kind yeah. of science things?
2: So we had this club called Science Olympiad, and so um, it was great. It was so great. You would love it. Probably not. Um, yeah. So we had these test tubes, and you had to mix the test tubes together to figure out what was in them. That was fun. You had races to see who could bounce the chemical equations the fastest. <laughs> that was a blast. Um, got to make my own musical instruments every That's year. And that was cool. So learning the physics of instruments and just all sorts of different kinds of stuff. So, so it was like a
0: competition type thing?
2: Yep. It was called Science Olympiad. We had a team that would get to state usually every year. Battle of the Brains. Yeah. <laughs> Battle of the Brains. Totally. Yep.
1: See, if it was going to be like blowing things up, I might be interested. (laughs) Right.
2: They didn't let us do that. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, That sounds like a great idea, letting middle and high school students. What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they'll act responsibly. Who can
2: make the biggest explosion in the next 10 minutes? Go. That's great. That's great. What disclaimer do you have to sign for that one?
1: (laughs) What inspired you to become a teacher, I guess? Besides the nudge from your friends,:
2: Yeah, so here's the crazy thing about life. It's way easier to see in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know why that is, but that tends to be the case. Yeah. So when I so the summer before I got hired at ALCS, I'll tell you what I was doing. I was tutoring high school students in geometry and algebra.
1: So it's like you were already kind
2: of... I was already doing it, and I did not have eyes to see it. Mm -hmm. It didn't even occur to me. Wow. Like, oh, if you enjoy doing this, maybe you'd like being a high school (laughs) teacher. Didn't occur. Nope, clueless. Um, And then if you look even further back, when I was in my honor society at my school, we had a tutoring program. I was one of the tutors. I would be, after school, before I did the science stuff, I'd be in the library tutoring students in trigonometry because I thought it was great. And then before that, when I was in middle school, I'd be the first one done with my algebra homework, and I'd go help other students. Yeah. Uh-huh. So basically, I can't help it. <laughs> like, that's what I've learned. Like, no matter where I am, I'm going to be teaching somebody something somewhere. And uh, it's just, it just comes out.
1: So it's like, you know, Mr. White teaching. Yeah.
2: they're it's like a part of you. It's a part of me. And I really do think that it's a gifting that God has given me. And so the things that God gives you are going to come out. It's up to you to shape them and figure out what form they're going to take. But they're going to come out somewhere. People who are charismatic, they're just going to be charismatic everywhere. You have mm-hmm. to learn how to direct it, but it's just going to be there. People that are really good at organizing things can't help it. They're just going to go organize something and it's just going to ooze out of them. I think those are signs of what God has placed in us. The things we can't help but do.
0: All right. So one thing in that I'm sure many people are thinking about is, did you ever date anyone in high school?
2: Oh, yeah. Yep, I did. Yep. What's
0: the story behind that?
2: Oh, man. Did I mention I was clueless? Like, this is, I don't know, maybe you guys are just much better than me, but when I got into my 20s, I look back to, like, my teen years, I was like, wow, man, I was really clueless. I'm glad I've got it together. And then when I got into my 30s, I was like, wow, I was really clueless in my 20s, but I'm really glad I got it together. By the time I was in my 40s, I'm like, I'm still probably going to be clueless, so I'm just going to give up on thinking I've got it all together. Um... Yeah, I got, I, I did date, um, there, it's hilarious. It's just, it's really funny. I'll tell you the story. This is how deep my relationship was. Um, so we dated for several months. Her name was Heather and she lived next door to my best friend in, in high school. And so we would play cards all the time, a euchre. So we would play cards all the time. I would talk to Heather on the phone Um, She went to a different high school than I did, so I didn't get to see her except for when we did random things outside of school. Um, One day I was talking to her on the phone, and she said, "Um, Curtis? I was like, oh, that's a different tone of voice. Yeah? This isn't working for me. Oh. Okay. And we hung up and that was the last time I talked to Heather (laughs) that's how deep that was guys
0: wow
2: super deep very intense relationship yeah I'm I'm shaking my head no yeah no so that was that was about as deep as it got for me in high school I mean it was a clean break I suppose it was a clean break nobody's heart was broken no no harm no foul right I mean it was just easy on easy off yeah it was yeah all right um so
0: i guess back to what you love about teaching like what do you think overall over the years has been your favorite subject to teach
2: i love teaching when the light bulbs go on Mm -hmm. that is just so exciting and fulfilling um every class is so different it's just so different and I really do try to teach my classes differently. Um, you'll experience that. I hope you'll experience that. <laughs> that my geometry class feels really different than chemistry, and chemistry feels really different than Bible. Yeah. Bible classes feel totally different than c- computer classes because they're different things. They should feel different. So I love them all. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gave, a, you gave like an answer.
0: Like a, so. That's a yeah. solid answer. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Like, leading up to where you are now, like, are there any turning points in your life? Or, like, anything that you would go back and change if you could? Like, power of time travel.
0: Go back and change? Moments in your life that were pivotal, and if you feel like if you made a different decision, your life would be drastically
2: different, and would you change them? Well, deciding to follow Christ is a game changer. I wouldn't change that for the world. That's been a really good call. I highly recommend it <laughs> to anybody listening to me. Um, really pursuing Jesus is amazing. I mean, it's hard and it can be very confusing at times, but it's worth it. I've never regretted that decision. Um, you know, if there was any way where I could say like, hey, buddy, get a clue. <laughs> that could have saved me a lot of pain, Yeah. you know? Um, so relationally, I would say, that not having as much wisdom as I do now has caused other people more pain than I like, you know? Because when you don't, when you don't understand the relationships of dynamics, then you can end up doing things that you think are innocent, but they're not perceived innocently, mm-hmm. or they end up causing harm in ways that you just couldn't understand because you were clueless. Yeah. That's kind of the story of my life a lot I mean not to a great degree but a number of times for sure where it's like ah I wish I just would have had better boundaries yeah 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 um
0: so any other turning points that
2: hmm I love my life (laughs) it's really great I certainly have some regrets along the way but a lot of the things that happen to you, you just don't understand what the effects are going to be. There's no way to know. Like me moving to Madison to go to graduate school, how could I possibly imagine that would have turned into teaching high school for as long as I have and living in Madison? Like meeting the people that I've met, meeting the Finleys and the Sochens. I mean, these amazing people that I get to interact with. It's just so cool. Like you can't you can't predict those things Mm -hmm. and so to try to reimagine making a different set of choices to me I mean I don't know I love where I am now and where I am now is the culmination of all the big and little choices that I've made so yeah yeah. I mean I wish I was less sinful had greater character and hurt people less but Mm -hmm. I'm Don't human. we all? Yeah. yeah, I'm human. Well, no, not everybody does wish that, but um, those aren't my friends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you said that you wish someone would have told you, like, hey, get a clue, like when you were younger. Yeah. Did, you, did you ever have someone like similar to that, like a mentor almost growing up?
2: I, I had people that I looked up to, but I was a very closed off introverted person. And so I never really shared my internal struggles with people, which meant that I never had the opportunity for people to speak into my life. So kind of my own fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's very hard, I think, when you're young to find somebody that you think you can trust because you don't realize how common your experiences are and you really feel like you're the only one that's ever been through it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really not true because anybody who's older than you has already lived through being your age, so they've probably experienced a lot of what you are. But that's not how we think when we're young. So, no, I really don't feel like I did have a lot of voices, especially in the realm of relationships. So I actually try and be more proactive in my Bible class talking about relationships. Mm -hmm. So, like, just... Just today, we were talking about codependent, independent, and interdependent relationship patterns and how those work. And yeah, so I'm trying to be a voice that I wish I would have had. Let's, let's talk about your music career. Yeah. Um,
0: so... My career. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it's part of your
2: career. It's part of my life. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a career.
0: Um... So obviously you are a talented musician. You do chapels, you do the musical, um, you do all sorts of things. Um, how did you get started
2: with music? I'll tell the longer answer. I have, I have something that is one of my most treasured, uh, possessions in my bedroom. It is a stack that's about a foot tall of sheet music. Mm -hmm. That's, Original sheet music from the 1920s and 1930s. It is so cool. You can just... Precious. Yeah, and you can learn so much just by looking at the artwork, let alone listening to the lyrics on this music. So this was all of the most popular music in the 1920s and 30s. Why do I have that pile of music? I have that because my mom's mom played that music mm. and wow. purchased that music yeah. when my mom was growing up. And wow. so like I have this heirloom that is music. Mm. And so my mom has memories of listening to her mom play the piano with all of these popular sheet music uh-huh. when she was growing up. And so a few years ago now, my parents we're trying to trim down, and like, you wouldn't want this old music, would you? I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, please, yes, yes, I'll take it. Um, and so, what happened was my my grandmother passed, and when she passed, I was about five or six years old, and her piano came to our house, and so did the piano lessons. Yeah. Um, so, some of my earliest memories of being conscious in music is being in our the cherub choir at a Methodist church mm-hmm. where I grew up. Thinking to myself that the kid next to me just can't sing. I wish he'd learn yeah. how to hold a pitch, right? And so I grew up singing in choirs and playing piano. And um, my brother decided when he got to high school, he didn't want to keep on with the music. And I'm three years younger than he is. So I kind of watched him walk away from music and I was like oh actually maybe I do want to keep going and so <laughs> I chose to keep going and got a music minor actually from college oh, wow. so I was in the men's choir in the glee club and took private studio lessons there and got to be in a couple of recitals and it was really cool got to play with an orchestra once yeah. that was amazing so
0: your brother um Quitting is like a strong word but like leaving music like actually inspired you
2: in a way in a distant way yeah um i mean i certainly absolutely fought my mom during middle school like <laughs> i hate practicing i don't want to take yeah. this and my mom was like but you're gonna want this later I'm like, well, well fine you know and uh but then we changed the music i got to play some more popular music and mm-hmm. and yeah i was like huh I'm not sure I want to leave this. Yeah, And uh, that was was a good call. Mm -hmm. That was a good call. My brother now picks up the guitar a little bit here and there. Um, So we get to play together a little bit. But it's not quite the same.
0: Is there an instrument that you want to learn or you wish you could play?
2: Oh, if I could have a superpower, (laughs) it would be to communicate in every language, including music. Because that Um, would be so cool to be able to just like pick up an instrument and just be fluent. I would just think that would be amazing. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. That would be great. So um, I would love to be more proficient in cello. I took a semester of cello lessons and I adore cello. Um, But I obviously with a semester, I didn't get very far. So that would be a blast to be able to be better at that. I recognize how much time that's going to take, and it's probably not going to happen. Yeah,
1: I can see you as a cello player, though. Well, oh, thanks.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So I get to have fun with the keyboard and create different soundscapes with that. That's yeah. that's where I get my outlet.
0: Yeah, like in your special yearly chapel. Yeah. 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 By the way, um, you're doing the one this year.
2: God willing, yes. <laughs> it's going to be towards the end of the year because yeah. we're already halfway through, and I'm not anywhere near done with the story outline and then i'm going to be involved in the musical this year as set designer so i've got some work cut out for me Mm -hmm. um along the way
1: so sticking with like the theme of music what would you say is your favorite musical drama or (laughs) genre
2: oh my favorite musical genre
1: yes not drama
0: Hmm. I mean, if you can think of any musical drama, I mean, like, that would be interesting.
2: I love music.
0: <laughs>
2: I I really Sometimes. do. I really do. I can tell you some genres of music that I don't like.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, don't like really free atonal jazz. Mm. So. <laughs> I, like, I
0: think I'm...
2: scatting. Um, that was my imitation of like a saxophone <laughs> in a jazz band.
0: <gasps>
2: well,
1: I take personal offense from that.
2: I love saxophone. I just don't like free jazz like that. Mm, so, it. It okay, really? but I want to hear your take. What do you love about free jazz?
1: I don't know. It's like it's very free. It's like you. If you mess up, you could just, like, correct it and no one will notice because you can just go along with it oh. into something new mm-hmm. or you can, like, change it into something, you know? So if you mess up on saxophone, say, um, you could just switch to whatever you were doing in that and, like, no one would care because it's, that's, the, that's what everyone thinks the whole point mm. of the song is, is to just, explore. it's yeah. whatever, you know? But it sounds good.
0: yeah i think i think for me like i like a certain amount of freestyle but i think there's something inside of me when it's just like dissonant like the whole way through and like it doesn't stick to the rhythm i think there's just something in my brain that says no and i feel like i can't i don't i feel like i could like it but i would really have to like make myself Listen to a lot I mean, of it. it
1: depends how free, like quote unquote free you want to yeah. go. Because yeah.
0: There's, yeah. There's,
2: there's
1: some different levels layers. where it's like, it just sounds ridiculous. But then there's others where it's like, you can really like taste the beauty of it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm for tasting the beauty of yeah. moderately free jazz. I can totally get into yeah. some yeah. some great riffs and solos. I'm not opposed to solos. It's when the whole architecture of the song is atonal. And I just like, I never feel like I have a bearing anywhere to understand even what they're exploring so that's that's where i I i am
0: i think there's like a line i think the where it's not when it's what you were just talking about it's like oh yeah that's really nice but like as soon as it crosses that line to me it's just like oh this is like it isn't enjoyable to listen to yeah
2: so I really challenge myself to listen to as many varieties of genres of music as I possibly can.
1: So like of musical like genres, which would you say is your like S tier?
0: Like which which do you go to most often?
1: Like when you open your phone or computer or whatever and you're like yeah. mm, let's listen to some musicals. What mm. is your or genres or whatever?
2: Some music. Okay, so, so this is what I do. When, I, when I'm like, mm, I really want to listen to music, I go, what I haven't I listened to? I, I ask myself, what have I not exposed myself to? And I go try and find it. That's my biggest go-to is, what haven't I heard? I
1: mean, that's... You can like relate to everyone that I guess.
2: Right. So it's so fun. We had a week of quarantine earlier this year and I popped some questions out to my Bible students like, Hey, what musical genres do I need to listen to? And who are some artists that I need to know about? And I just made a list of all those people. And I just, oh. I've been feeding myself on all of these new artists and genres like mumble rap. Now I know what that is. <laughs> It's not recommended, but now I've I've listened to some mumble rap. I'm like, okay, all right, that's a thing. All right, now I know. Yeah.
0: Any other musical genres that you don't enjoy?
2: That I don't enjoy. Um, I have a hard time stomaching large quantities of 1970s like um, pop rock. Mm.
1: Like the Rainbow Sunflower that kind of
2: stuff. Yeah, Rainbow Sunflower stuff. Yeah, that that's hard for me. Um Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. It's a little too happy. It's very saccharine and has a really different feel to it. I guess I like to listen to things that are more distant. So yeah. I love world music. Yeah.
0: And now wait, can you can you do that with your voice? Be like and Now. And now It's time for the Coach Vaughn nickname.
1: Mr. Vaughn-tastic.
0: Living life in the key of V. So Mr. White came up with this one on the spot. Would you like to explain it to us?
2: Well, I just, you know, it's fantastic and Vaughn (laughs) as a portamento. So it's Tastic, which I think is great because
1: choir class (laughs) Tastic. Right, right.
2: And then, you know, he's got this this way about him that's just he he lives kind of a unique life. And so there is no key of V on a piano, but there is there is if you're next to Mr. Vaughn. So I just thought I thought that would be a great tie in for all that. So That's my vote, Mr. I'm
0: a, I'm a fan. Mr.
2: Vontastic.
0: Next time you see Coach Vaughn, call him Mr. <laughs> um, Anyway, that about wraps it yeah, up. thank make you. Make sure
1: to check out his music, though. Oh, right. yeah, we forgot to. Um, so.
0: Yeah.
1: You can find it on Spotify, DJ Vaughn. Um,
0: Links in the description and yeah. whatnot. Um, thank you, Mr. White, for being with us. Do you have any final words?
2: It's been an honor. I'm really surprised that you invited me, but very, <laughs> very to pleased to be here. Thanks for having me on your show, and I hope that you will continue to grow in wisdom and insight and uh, in the craft of podcast <laughs> making, and that you'll be way less clueless than I am.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you for that blessing.
2: I was listening to your podcast and you said that I was supposed to smash the subscribe button, but I was on Spotify and so I started clicking things <laughs> trying to make you happy and I just I don't think it works. I Honestly,
0: I don't I don't follow. really use I don't really use Spotify so I don't I know it's how it the works. Follow instead. Let me see.
2: Oh. Let's
1: see. LCS.
0: I don't honor you we like Uh, recently put them all on youtube so i guess if somebody's listening there they could Ah, okay yeah
1: i think it's yeah it's a follow button instead okay
0: yeah so guys for this episode smash that follow button oh okay i'll find that now (laughs)